0: Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of our special programs about how to pass the Cambridge B2 First and C1 Advanced exams. Today we have tips on how to pass the listening exam. And then we're going to play a game with listening from our different regions. So I'm sitting here again with Lucy and Beth. Hello?
1: Hello. Hello.
0: How are you today?
1: I'm very well. Very good?
0: Yeah good excellent are you ready to go yeah <laughs> <laughs> Woo-hoo. so Lucy Beth and I are all teachers from Taylor School here in Oviedo in Spain and we're going to share our expert knowledge all about the Cambridge exams. so let's get started you'll find that this is the fourth episode in the special program so on our website School.es stroke podcast if you search for exams or b2 or the different parts of the exams you'll find a podcast about each section and also there with each podcast you'll find notes which gives you all the tips written down okay and also on each of the podcast in the notes we have links to the Cambridge exam website and also to Cambridge exam sample tests so as you're listening or after you've listened you can download the sample tests and see what an exam actually looks like and there are computer-based sample tests and also paper-based example tests okay it's quite a good idea as you're listening to have the tests in front of you, maybe on the computer screen or on a piece of paper. So as we're talking, you can look at the different parts just to make it clearer. But that's not essential. You can just sit back and listen. These episodes are specifically for people who are going to take the first certificate or Cambridge Advanced Exams or people who are thinking about taking these exams they might also be useful for people for the Spanish Escuela Oficial exams as well, for the Advanced and the C1 from those exams. But if you're not interested in official exams, we have lots of other podcasts about grammar and about different conversation topics that you can listen to, and you can find them on our website as well at taylorschool.es-podcasts. Okay, so Beth, could you explain how the listening exam works
2: Sure. Okay. So the listening exam is about 40 minutes long. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there are four parts to the exam. Part one is a multiple choice exam question, and Mm -hmm. there are eight short unrelated extracts. So it's not one long conversation. You have to listen to eight different conversations Uh and answer a multiple choice question about those.
0: Yeah. So there's one question per extract. Exactly. Mm -hmm.
2: Part two is a sentence completion task where you hear a short talk or a lecture on a topic. Mm -hmm. And you have sentences where you have to fill in the word or phrase that's missing. Okay, so that's part two. Part three is multiple matching. So you have five short related monologues Mm -hmm. and eight sentences that you have to correspond to the correct speaker. So all of the people are talking about the same thing. Maybe they're talking about their holiday or what they like to eat. Mm-hmm. So it's a related topic, so it's a bit difficult, Yeah, but you have to match the sentence to the correct speaker.
0: Okay, so, good.
2: And part four is an interview or a conversation with seven multiple choice questions. So this is one long listening. It doesn't stop. You have to understand the whole thing with multiple choice questions in order as you uh-huh.
0: listen. Yeah, good. So you have a listening paper with the questions on it. Yep. And then at the end of the listening exam, you have time like 10 minutes to transfer your answers from the question paper to the answer paper right Mm -hmm. like i talked about with jill in the first episode you have two options the computer-based exam or the paper-based exam yeah so you can choose to take all the exam on the computer with the computer you have headphones and you have a volume control but when you take the paper-based exam you might be in a room with 10 people or 20 or 30 or 40 people so the listening is not in your control. So that's one thing that I think maybe the computer-based exam might have be, an advantage. Yeah, for it sure. might be an advantage. So mm-hmm. you've got it in your headphones. So it's really clear for the listening. And another thing about this, if you can't hear the listening properly, you have to say something during the exam. If you don't say it during the exam, if you wait until the end of the exam and then you say, oh, well, I couldn't hear it properly, then that's your fault. If you can't hear it properly, you say it during the exam. Thank you very much, Beth, for describing the parts. Let's go on to our five tips. Lucy, the first tip, please.
1: Tip number one is use all the time you have to read the questions and anticipate the answers. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Okay.
1: So you have a bit of time before they play the listening. Mm -hmm. And so make sure that you read through the questions so you know what answers you're looking for. Yeah. And try and guess what you think the answer is going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially in the gap fill question.
0: Which is part two, yeah, I think, is it? Two. Yeah, part yeah. two.
1: So as you're reading through, have a think, like, is it going to be a noun? Is it going to be an adjective? Or a number. Might it be a number, yeah, yeah. Or
0: a distance or something like that, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it
1: going to be plural or singular? So just try and think of a word that would fit in the gap. Yeah. So then when you're listening, you've got something to check it against and often, it's easier to hear the answer.
0: Often, if you guess, the word that you guess is correct mm-hmm. in this one because it's just, a, it's just a writing, like a paragraph, not like a three or four paragraphs with spaces. So it might be about chocolate and the spaces might be about the different flavours. So what's a flavour of chocolate? Okay strawberry flavor, orange flavor, mint flavor. So you're looking for that information. So you read it first and you can try to anticipate the different flavors of chocolate or whatever it is that it's looking for. Mm -hmm. Good. So use all your time to read the questions. This is a thing that where it's a listening exam. So you don't want to be listening and reading at the same time. And also when you're reading... Before the listening starts, when you're reading the questions, you can underline the important words as well in Mm -hmm. the question so that it's easier for you to focus on what you need to focus on.
2: And again, you can practice this because you have time, but you only have, I think, 45 seconds or a minute. Yeah. Right. So you don't have that much time. Yeah. So just like in the reading section, you have to read fast. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: (laughs) You have to learn how to read things quickly.
0: Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so number two, tip number two, Beth.
2: Okay, so tip number two is don't just listen for the word that it says in the options, in mm-hmm. your answer options, okay? So before listening, try to think of synonyms or different ways of saying the same thing for words that are in the answers. Yeah. A lot of times students get distracted because they read a word and they hear that word and they think, oh, it must that must be the answer. Mm-hmm. But usually always in the Cambridge it's Exam, it's not. I mean, 99% yeah. of the time, it's not.
0: So you imagine you've got a multiple choice question right. and one of the options in the multiple choice is it's strawberry-flavored chocolate right. or something like that. Mm. And then in the listening, you hear something like blah, 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 strawberry-flavored.
2: So you say, oh, that must be the answer. But you
0: don't hear the other options. Exactly. Exactly, textually. But what it actually said was I don't think strawberry flavor is, is a good idea, <laughs> but it makes it difficult for you mm-hmm. to understand that they're not saying that thing. And the thing that they are actually saying, usually they're going to use different words to describe that thing, that option. Mm-hmm. Okay. So don't just look for the word and put that option. Okay.
1: I've found in my classes as well, usually they mention all three things, yeah. mm-hmm. but only one of them actually answers the question. Right.
0: Yeah. Good. Okay, so number three.
1: Tip number three is write what you think the answer is and then you can change it the second time if necessary.
0: This is something that we didn't actually say at the beginning, that all the listenings, you listen twice. Mm -hmm. For all the different parts, they play it once and then there's a 30 second space and then they start again. So you listen twice to all the listenings.
1: Yeah. So the first time, write an answer, even if you're not sure, write what you think it might be. Mm -hmm. And then when you listen for the second time, you can check if you got it right or not.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is different to, for example, the IELTS exam. On the IELTS exam, it's another Cambridge exam, I think. They only do the listening once. Mm. And I find that really difficult for the students because Mm -hmm. maybe the level of the listening is slightly Mm -hmm. easier. But because they only play it once... There's so much more pressure yeah. on that first time that you listen. I mean, it's a lot more realistic because really when you're listening in real life, <laughs> you only have yeah. one opportunity. <laughs> but for example, if somebody coughs uh, in the exam, if you're doing the paper-based exam, yeah. if somebody coughs next you to you it. at the moment where they say the answer to the question, then uh, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be quite difficult to answer it properly. Lucy
2: will not be there the, no, day, you of don't worry. T- the day of your exam. Don't yeah. worry.
0: Yeah. So w- this is the same case with... All the normal Cambridge exams, the young learners exams, the A2 key exam, the B1 preliminary exam, the B2 first, the C1 advanced and the C2 proficiency. They all play the listenings twice. Okay, they might be difficult and tricky, but at least they (laughs) play them twice okay and finally the last one
1: don't stop listening the second time because you're tired or thought it was easy (laughs) (laughs) yeah i did actually one of my students did this i could see that she had like a couple of them wrong and she was looking at me going like is this right is this right and Uh um and i was just like "Mm, i can't tell you and then um And played it a second time and she just sat there and didn't look. And I was like, oh, come on, come on, check your answers. Because I knew she could have got them all right.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah.
1: It happens a lot.
2: A lot. I noticed in class people, people do this. They don't listen the second time because Mm -hmm. they listen the first time they go, I know it. And they decide, they make their decision, but use the second time to check your answers. Mm
1: -hmm. And another good thing to do is if you're sure that your answer is right, you can check that the other answers are wrong. Mm. Yeah. that can help you be doubly sure. Yeah, mm. yeah,
0: it's a good, good piece of advice, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the end of our tips. In a moment, we're going to play a game. But first, I'd just like to tell you that you can join our Facebook group, which is called English Learning Community, Taylor School Group. You can find us also at our website at taylorschool.es. Here at the school, we have group classes and individual classes for preparation of all different types of exams, but especially the Cambridge exams. As you can see, we have fantastic teachers to teach you, to prepare you for the exams. And if you're not here in Asturias, in Oviedo, you can have Skype classes with us. If you're not here and you haven't got any money for Skype classes, you can just listen to all our podcasts. We've got about 60 podcasts now about these ones about exams but others about grammar about different conversation topics like holidays and restaurants and things like that but also we have a parallel podcast called taylor's business english podcast where we talk about different situations in businesses and that's all Okay, now we're going to get some advice from an expert Adriana from Expert English is here and she's going to give us some advice all about the listening exam. Hello, Adriana.
3: Hello, Dave.
0: What's your advice?
3: With regards to the listening, there are a couple of things that are important to bear in mind. One thing is a purely practical one. People believe that the closer they are to the CD player the better the sound, and that's not true. The sound bounces, it goes from one place to the other, Mm -hmm. and sometimes if the classroom where you are has got a lot of glass or has got a lot of pillars, Mm -hmm. the sound may vary, or if there are more people inside or fewer people inside. So sitting next to a tape recorder is not an advantage. Uh That is something to bear in mind. And we try to get everybody to listen As clearly as possible. Uh Having said this, normally the difficult thing about the listening is not actually the audio or how you listen to it, but the questions. Mm -hmm. So people worry too much about what they are hearing, but they don't pay enough attention to what they have been asked to hear. Okay. So they have been asked a question and normally it says... Choose the best answer, Mm -hmm. not the correct answer, which means that there may be more than one possible answer, Uh but one better than the others. Or sometimes the question looks for something tricky in the answer. Mm -hmm. So you have to pay attention to the question rather than focus on whether you're listening well or not. Yeah. Okay.
0: So read the question carefully. What is it asking you? Things like that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
3: Again, we talked in the writing paper, we talked about the difference between the computer-based and the paper-based exam. Yeah. And one of the big advantages of the computer-based exam is that you're wearing headphones.
0: Uh-huh.
3: Once again, wearing headphones does not give you an advantage over the ones who are doing it paper-based because you have a better hearing possibility. Uh-huh. But because you can concentrate a lot more.
4: Right. The quality
3: yep. of the of the equipment that we use for our listening exams is good, both in the computer-based and the paper-based. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing it computer-based, you've got the screen that you're looking at, you've got blinds blocking your yeah. sides. like walls sort like of thing walls, on the exactly. desk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you can't see so you anything. Can, that makes you focus on the screen. And with your headphones, you concentrate a lot more mm-hmm. and you don't hear the external noise. Yeah things that happen if somebody coughs or if yeah something happens mm-hmm. outside your environment yeah it does not really affect you and mm-hmm. that concentration is what helps you to do the listening better
0: yeah okay brilliant okay thank you very much
3: thank you bye
0: Okay, let's get on to the game. So the game is, basically, we can't use any of the exam listenings because they have copyright protection. So we're not going to play any games based on the actual exam listenings. We're going to have a real competition now where we take Lucy, where are you from, Lucy?
1: I'm from Cornwall.
0: Cornwall, where's that?
1: In the southwest of England,
0: southwest like the tip, the, the very, very, the very southwest, yeah. yeah, where King Arthur was from, is that yeah. right? In yeah, in Tadgell. Yeah, <laughs> um, and they in Cornwall they speak with um, a, quite a strong accent, and there's also a regional uh, language as well. Yeah, a there's the,
1: the whole language there yeah. which I don't I know about five words
0: okay <laughs> yeah so we're going to listen to somebody speaking with a Cornwall accent we're going to listen to somebody speaking with Beth where are you from
2: I'm from Maine in the United States That's the state of the, Maine
0: the north east east right in the tip as well yeah corner yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. And is your listening from, from yeah, there? Yeah, It's a main accent. Yeah. A main not, accent. Not it's not
2: the same accent of my town. My town has a different accent because okay. it's French, but it's the main accent, okay. which is very distinct.
0: Yeah. And I've got a listening of people speaking with the Yorkshire dialect. I'm from Yorkshire, which is only about something like two hundred miles from Lucy's home. <laughs> but it's a completely different accent and yeah. dialect. OK, so I'm from Yorkshire in the north of England. And what we're going to do is we're going to test each other to see if we understand each other's dialects. OK, so this might be really difficult for you at home. By the way, in the Cambridge exams, most of the accents will be English. They'll also be Scottish and Welsh. American, and Irish, Canadian. Some American, some Australian, some South African. They do, sometimes. do, they do mix it mm-hmm. But you won't have... Very difficult regional These accents. Ac- these accents. Like you these accents, Okay. Have it. <laughs> so this is not really exam practice, but it's just a little game that we're going to yeah. play now. Okay. So who wants to go first?
1: Why don't you go, Lucy? Um, Shall I go first? Okay. Lucy's okay. prepared
0: something uh, quite detailed. So let's go.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you the questions first and then I'll play you the audio. Mm-hmm. So it's called John's Story, Dialect of a Cornish Farmer. Okay. Okay, so you've got three questions here. What did they call a woodlouse in West Cornwall? <sighs> Hang on,
2: what is, what is a woodlouse? A woodlouse wood <laughs> is like
1: one of those little grey insects with about 20 legs that curl up into a ball. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. In Spanish, mm-hmm.
0: they call it a bichobola. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. A, bicho a ball, bola. A ball <clears throat>
0: creature or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what was that life? in American? I don't know. A bug. A bug. A bug. Yeah.
1: Everything's a bug. A critter. <laughs> critter. <laughs> okay. Question two: What were the boys afraid of? Okay. And question three: What time was crib?
0: Okay. Good. <laughs> what time was crib? I don't know what, what is crib is. Oh, okay, crib. okay. Okay. Well, a crib can
1: crib like a baby, or crib
2: like the, the crib game can or be crib. like where
0: a baby. Okay stay well, uh, just, sleeps we'll go with maybe it. Yeah. Okay. okay so
1: good so you're predicting answers yeah. before you've heard it I've got some clues if it's too hard
2: okay, okay.
4: the dialect of North Cornwall is entirely different really to the dialect of West Cornwall the old name for a mole was a want a want Eve would be a molehill the woodlouse we always call them pigs, like an old sail going on is it I think further down west, they'd call them Grandma's house. And you know that they'd call visitors Colonel Emmets. That's ants. Grands always used to talk about a four-legged Emmet. And that was a lizard. Yeah, a lizard was a four-legged Emmet. Back years ago, most farms had a wood rick. And I remember... When we were boys, there was a four-legged emmet under this wood and we could see in there, but we was afraid of him. That being a summertime, when you'd see that, really there wasn't any danger. One of the things you always remember, really, was what was known as the crib. Some call it crouched and some call it crib. To use a modern term to be the elevenses, the snack, if you like, mother or... Somebody from the farmhouse would come with a lovely basket with a white cloth, and inside there would be yeast buns and pasties, saffron buns. That was someone you always look forward to.
0: Right, that was really, really difficult. Okay, so the answers. uh, Question number one, Lucy again.
1: It was What did they call a woodlouse in West Cornwall? Do you I, want the clue?
0: I I think I know. You
1: think you know? I, I sow pigs. I thought you said sand pigs or <laughs> sail pigs. This but. was really hard. Sow pigs in North Cornwall. Oh
0: she tricked you. Um,
1: and grandma sow.
0: Grandma sow.
1: Like a grandma sow. All right. In West Cornwall. What is a sow?
0: Sow is a female the, um,
1: pig. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: yeah, the sow. girl
0: pig. Yeah. But it's not pigs that so we're talking about. About uh, yeah. Okay. So they've got like a, a thing going on between mammals and reptiles and, uh, <laughs> and insects, everything. Yeah. Over there.
1: yeah. And your grandma.
0: And yeah. grandma, <laughs> <yeah>. why not? <laughs> That's
2: funny.
1: Okay. Um, question two: What were the boys afraid of?
0: I know this one. I have
1: no. Idea. I didn't get it.
0: Yeah. No. No. Uh, four-legged ants, which is a lizard.
1: Yes. Oh. A lizard, four-legged Emmet.
0: Oh, sorry, four-legged yes. Emmets. Yes. Yeah, and that's an Emmet, was Emmet is an ant. ant. Yeah, and an ant with four legs is a lizard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> even though there's quite a big difference between an <laughs> ant with four legs and a lizard. <laughs> a lizard is a reptile, and an ant is an insect. But anyway, <laughs> so here we yeah. go
3: more oh, well, Cornish yeah. people
1: getting confused with yeah. their animal types. <laughs> Good. Okay, last one. What time was crib? I understood crib to be maybe dinner or
2: something. Yeah, I
0: think it's lunch, like snack.
1: Mm, yeah, it's he a
0: said something about lunch a basket before with food. Lunch. It's
1: a snack before uh, lunch. Ah, before lunch.
0: Eleven. 11.
1: 11, yeah. Elevenses.
0: Yeah, uh, elevenses. Yeah. yeah. Good. Okay.
1: Oh, that's difficult. Okay,
2: so this is a main accent. Mm-hmm. It's an exaggerated main accent. Well, this is how this kid talks, okay? So we'll listen and then I'll ask you guys some questions.
5: Today. We're gonna cut some timber. We're gonna try out the hard life in the woods, I guess. They say there ain't no money in the woods. I don't know why the hell we're doing it, but we're gonna try her out. This is my saw. I'm gonna start her up here in a minute. And she's purr like a kitten. She's awful sharp. You will not touch her and to cut yourself. But anyways, this right here's the tree I'm gonna cut, Sitting on a big stump. You ready to start this sucker up? There she goes, folks. She's down. That piece of wood right there, we get about 50 bucks. Yo saw she's She shot, Told you. She runs good. But she's out of gas now. we we'll have to go get some gas. We'll cut some more timber. Maybe some more. <laughs>
0: That's crazy. Uh, do people I mean, actually talk like that?
5: They do.
2: They do, yeah. And, I mean, it's like an exaggerated one. But yeah. I mean...
0: He's sort of exaggerating the accent. Emphasizing the accent. The accent. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But that's the main accent. That's how people talk. Okay. Can't talk like this. We're going to go down, cut some stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. What's the question?
2: So the question is, what was he going to do? What was he planning on doing?
1: Cut a tree down and set it for 50 bucks. Exactly. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> yeah. And I heard one more thing, which was purred like a kitten.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's his saw. He his saw purrs saw. like a kitten. Purrs um. like a kitten. Purring like is...
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a, so a he said he was going to cut that some makes. timber and sell it for 50 bucks. Yeah. Cut some timber. Anyway, that's it. Wow.
0: I've <laughs> lost a lot of respect for me. <laughs>
2: oh, it's so in, it's so endearing.
0: So now, for the Yorkshire dialect, and to make it extra difficult, I've got a Korean guy saying expressions in a Yorkshire dialect, okay? So you just have to listen to the expressions and say what the expressions mean, okay? Okay. This is going to be much harder for Beth than it is for Lucy, I think, because some Yorkshire dialect I think you probably know. Yeah. Remember, this will not come up on the the Cambridge (laughs) exam.
1: Hey, yo, how's that doing? Hey,
2: yo, how's that doing? Like, how are you?
0: Yeah, it's not hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, up. Hey, up. Hey, up. Oh, I Ayo. like that.
2: Hey, up. Yeah.
0: Okay. How's that doing?
2: That's like, how are you? Yeah, how are... how's that doing? Right?
0: Yeah, yeah. That is like you. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, well done. Next.
2: I'm proper chuffed about it. I'm proper chuffed about it. Mm-hmm. I'm happy about it.
0: Very yeah. good. Yeah, I'm chuffed. Chuffed. Yeah, I'm right chuffed. I'm right yeah. chuffed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm off to see our That's not very good. That was his Korean accent in the way he said. I'm off to see our lass.
2: I'm off to see
0: Alice. Our lass.
1: Like a girl that you know, like our lass. And would it be like your daughter? Like, or just a a girl?
0: Probably a girlfriend. Uh, or it could be, or maybe it could be a sister. Yeah.
1: But what is the word? So las- lass. Lass or lass. girl. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like a lad, girl. like lad is for, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lass, or kid. They say our kid for my brother. Okay, that's all. No, yeah, oh, we
1: did pretty well.
0: You did really I well. Passed. You I did could really live in well. You could, you could go to Yorkshire and you could pretty much understand what people say. So that's uh, that's very good. <laughs> well done. That's the end of this episode, all about listening. Hope it's been useful. The next episode is all about the speaking part of the Cambridge exam. So, we're going to have some tips with Adriana from Expert English. Thank you very much, Lucy and Beth, for coming in and recording this with us.
2: No problem, thank you.
0: Okay, bye.
2: Bye. bye.